Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Midterms in a Pod. Today we're going to be reviewing ENM, electricity and magnetism. My name is Melody Zhou. I'm a second year honors health student. Okay, hi, I'm Patrick. I'm also a second year honors health student. So let's talk about, let's start with the first chapter that we covered in ENM. Yeah, charges and forces. So we learned in this chapter about the conservation and uh, quantization of charge. charge. Mm-hmm. Conservation of charge is uh, that in a closed system, like the amount of charge stays the same. So basically, like, if the system started with a neutral charge, we'll end up with neutral charge overall. Yeah, and quantization. Quantization of charge is that charge can only be in like integer multiples of E. You cannot have like half E or something. It has to be one or two or three mm-hmm. or more. And E is like the charge of a proton or an electron. Yeah. Now, which is 1.6 times 10 to the minus 19. Coulomb. Yeah. Negative charge, like oh yeah, <laughs> same charges that tr- uh, repel and opposite charges attract. Okay. Yeah. That's like the basis of everything, but neutral um, objects can also attract. So a conductor and insulator, basically a conductor is the material where the electrons are less bound to the nucleus, so they can move way easier. And uh, insulators are um, materials where the atoms, like the electrons are not free to move around and they're bound to their atoms. And usually uh, insulators, the charges, uh, if you... um, Rub something to charge it. Yeah, it it just stays where it was rubbed, but conductors, they will spread over the whole object. Yeah, the charges spread throughout so for example when you touch two metal balls that's why the charges can um, spread to both of them and we also learn about uh, charging by induction or so basically well usually we use a metal ball for charging by induction we take that in example and then you kind of ground it which means that you are connected kind of like to a metal wire or something that can attract like the electrons and if you put a rod like a charge for example negative rod near the ball but you don't touch it all the electrons are going to go on the other side they're gonna like go down the wire and like kind of leave the metal ball so that once you unplug the wire and then you remove the rod the ball will stay will have a net positive charge since all the electrons left and we talked about coulomb's law so the equation of like f equals to kq one times q2 over r squared and the force on the charges are like how do you call that again like in mechanics when they're like equal like for example a two coulomb and a six coulomb will exert the same force on each other basically yeah newton's third law and you can kind of compare it to like the gravitational equation of like g times m times m1 times m2 divided by r squared there's also i think the talk about the polarization or insulator yes Mm-hmm. Basically, although like electrons don't move in a insulator, they can shift towards one side to create a dipole. And basically, like the object can have like one side that's more positive and one side that's more negative, which can attract or repel opposite charges. Yeah, and that's also why, like, when for example you charge a balloon, it can stick to the wall because 
it polarizes like the molecules inside the wall so that the for example the balloon is positively charged well all the electrons are going to face towards it like the electrons from the wall which causes the balloon to stay there and i guess it's important to specify that when we're calculating the force on charges we have to add up the vectors and not the magnitudes so use the f q1 q2 well f equals to k q1 q2 divided by r squared but you calculate it in vectors so you have to decompose it into components let's go to chapter two so chapter two is about the electric field and that's where like everyone was like really confused because we didn't understand what an electric field was uh basically an electric field is just the area around the charge that where the charge affects a source charge any charge has an electric field yeah but in our exercises we're often going to talk about a source charge and a test charge that you kind of like drop into the field to test yeah. out the field yeah to probe the field even if you don't have a probe charge the field is always present basically and the electric field always points away from a positive charge and it points towards a negative charge that's just like the convention so patrick is an electric field infinite like does it extend infinitely everywhere yeah well we said it as um, the electric field is zero when the distance is infinite when you're infinitely far from the charge because like it gets weaker and weaker as you yeah. go further away from the charge right mm -hmm. Okay. It's like a limit. There's the equation F equals to QE. That's how the electric field and the forces interact. So basically you have an electric field E that's, that was made by a source charge. And then when you add another charge in the field, you have a force from the source charge uh, to the point charge. Yeah, and also like the equation F equals to QE. If your Q is negative, like for example, you have an electron, then the force is going to be negative, mm -hmm. obviously to illustrate that it moves kind of opposite the direction of the field. Should we talk about the principle of superposition? Well, basically oh, just like forces, you gotta you can add them together as vectors. And yeah, that's basically it. Okay. Like field, you can also add them together as vectors. We should like add a precision that when the electric fields are more dense at one spot, like the lines of the electric field are more dense, is where the electric field is stronger. And electric field, when they ask find the electric field, they're always talking about a vector. But if they say find the electric field strength, give the magnitude. Yeah. So basically, also electric fields like rules. They point from the either they point towards or from the source away from the source charge. Yeah, and they don't break off. They don't just stop at some point. They continue, and they can't be circular. There's no end, but they're also not in a circle, and they can't be crossed. You can't have two lines crossing over like an X. In this chapter, we also talked about parallel plate capacitors. Parallel plate capacitors is basically have two parallel surfaces that are charged and that are very close to each other to the point where the uh, the electric field between them it can be approximately like constant it can be compared to like when you're really close to the earth the gravity it's constant no matter if you're on the first floor or the second floor they have same but opposite charges the two plates and to find and the electric field on a parallel plate you can use the equation e equals to q over a as an area times epsilon naught which is a constant that is probably on a formula yeah that's for one plate and then if you want to find the electric field of both plates you times two so it's q over epsilon naught a the area yeah times a so it depends on the area i saw that on like a lot of slides too like they just say that the electric field is constant as you move away from it usually because like 
both plates were considering them to be very close compared to like the size of the plate itself so we consider it to be constant even as you move away from it let's okay, start by sure. the electric potential energy so it's basically like the work associated to the charges like you it's the work like let's say you have two protons close to each other well since they want to be away from each other you have a sort of potential energy mm-hmm. if you yeah, have similar equation. charges close to each other they, they have positive potential energy but and if you have two uh opposite charges close to each other they have negative potential energy yeah and, and as bring... the opposite charges move further away from each other the electric potential energy increases goes towards zero while similar charges as you bring them together the potential energy goes up and as we said with the electric field also when r which is the distance approaches infinity the electric potential energy uh, like basically we consider it as zero so if in the problems it says like they end really far apart well uf which is the final potential energy is zero and it says similarly if it says two charges start really far away then ui is zero so the initial potential energy yeah well just to add a little that the formula is k time q1 times q2 over r instead of r squared this time and what do you want to say about work work is basically the force over the distance the force is applied right yeah yeah the integral basically so you have an electric field and if they're in the same direction it's positive if they're in opposite direction it's negative oh yeah and we can't forget that the potential energy and the kinetic energy of a system stays constant so a good way to like start our problems when they give you like a speed or something and they give you like potential it's to delta k plus delta u equals to zero because the total like uh, mechanical energy stays fixed should we talk about how like the plates like for example if you have a negative and a positive plate a proton will tend to well is attracted to the negative plate so it's going to kind of roll down the hill towards a lower potential because the negative side is always where the potential is lower than the positive side and as it rolls down the hill towards the lower potential it gains kinetic energy whereas an electron wants to move up the hill towards where there's higher potential because an electron is attracted by the positive side an electron going towards the, the positive point. side yeah, yeah yeah sorry it loses potential and gains kinetic okay basically the potential of a system you have to do the sum of all all interaction between every two different possible chargers when you have more than two chargers when we add when we calculate uh, U, which is the electric potential energy, and V, which is the electric potential, we can add scalars. So you don't have to calculate it in vectors, right? It's just yeah. a scalar addition. So if like magnitudes, that's fine. And for, for U, for electric potential energy, when you have more than two charges, you add up the pairs. So for example, you have three, well, you add one and two, uh, one and three, and two and three, and so on. So now we can talk about potential. We can explain, first of all, what is electric potential. It's just like the property of the source charge it's related to the electric field which we're going to see later how it's related and it's like always there it's basically like i want to compare to gravity right that like you have gravitational potential energy but electric potential is just like the height so no matter the height like okay you can put a certain mass at a height it will have a certain energy but at the, there's no matter what the height is still there and the units we it's forgot joules, to mention it earlier but for electric potential energy it was in joules and for, for the electric potential the it's units are in charge. 
volts yeah which is basically in volts yeah the amount of energy a charge can have at a certain place yeah so a potential of one volt just means that a charge of one coulomb will experience a potential energy of one joule that's why you have the equation u equals to q p and also another equation that involves the electric potential is V equals to K times Q over R. So the Q is just you're taking into account like the charge that creates this potential. You know in our problems where there's like two metal balls, but one is bigger than the other, the electric potential is always the same, like on both if they're like connected or something, you know, it's the charge that's different. You can have electric field without, while having zero potential. Mm -hmm. Well, like let's say you have like a- Like you told me earlier today, you know, like when you have like, Electric potential lines you see like minus 50 minus 25 and zero and then 25 50 but at the zero like even if the electric potential is zero the electric field is still there but also can there be a non-zero potential at a location where the electric field is zero yeah why did you tell me no today okay. you said yes no yes no i think yeah it is yeah okay how can you have a potential at a location where the electric field is zero? Oh, the potential is constant then right no. yeah yeah that makes like the potential is just constant like for example, it's just like 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, while well, the electric field is, you know, there's no yeah. electric field. Wow, it all made sense. This like kind of segues into our fourth module, which is the relationship between the, well, the potential, potential and, and electric field. Yeah. So let's talk about chapter four, the relationship. It was a really short chapter, but I messed up the quiz. So, <laughs> so the way I see it is the electric potential is kind of like the velocity and mechanics and the electric field is the acceleration. Like when you draw the graphs, you know, like electric potential, if it's curved, then the electric field is going to be just like a straight line uh, with like a slope. I guess. You can <laughs> I mean, I guess that. like that's how I remember. Like that's that's what helps me remember how to like draw the things and stuff. Let me just finish this thing. So basically the electric field is the derivative of the electric potential. And to find the electric field from the potential, you have to take the integral. Negative derivative, sorry. That's usually when you have like problems with graph yeah not really hard except like it's more like visual you know you have to be able to visualize it because the rest of the chapter we just talked about equipotentials it's really straightforward they give you equipotentials and they ask you like for example what's the potential the electric potential at this point and you can use the formula of v equals to es when you take the integral is it also minus there's a minus sign in front of it right yes there's okay. always a minus sign in front of it yeah they're always like opposite so on that same note like when we talked about earlier that the electric potential is the velocity and electric field is the acceleration when they give you the graph of an electric field and they ask you what is the potential you take the area under the curve and when they give you a graph of a potential and they ask you what is like the electric field that's when you take the tangent of the curve yeah i think we should talk more about equipotential lines like i don't know can made a big deal about them equipotential lines are just lines where the yeah, potential are the same and basically, uh, equipotential lines are perpendicular to the electric field at all points. Yes. So, like, if they give you the equipotential line, you can draw the field. Yeah, you can also calculate the field, as I said earlier, with the formula of, like... Delta V equals to ES. Yeah. S is the difference between two equipotential lines. Yeah, and you can calculate delta V with the equipotential lines, because usually they'll tell you, like, that line, what is the electric potential. In our lab that we did, the electric field was stronger when the electric potential lines were 
closer. Yeah, because yeah, electric sense. field is a q over r squared. If the distance is further, the distance is r squared, the electric field strength is going to be lowered a lot if you have slightly more distance. Yeah, what's happening inside the conductor, the electric field is... Basically, in a conductor, what happens is that all the charges, the surface of the conductor, like the potential inside a conductor is the same everywhere inside. So it's like an equipotential volume? Yeah, let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. That's literally how Rogers put it. So I think I'm going to put it that way. Okay. It just sounds weird, but okay. And the electric, the electric field is field, zero. Zero inside. It starts yeah. at the surface and goes out outwards. Can you explain what it means? No net motion of charge. No net motion of charge. Charges and moving. It's all at the surface. Then it's not going to be moving inside of it. Okay. All the charges at the surface. And then since you're not like putting in contact with other stuff that are different charges, it's not going to change anything. Like, you're not putting another conductor to it, or you're not adding or removing charge from that conductor. And also, like just to touch upon like those irregular shaped conductors usually with a smaller curvature when it's pointier basically there's going to be more charge there so the electric field is going to be stronger at that point let's say you have you have the same amount of charge per surface area but then since it's pointier the charge are going to be more closer to each other compared to a flat surface they can be properly spread at the curve the more curved it is the closer two points on the surface would be and because of that there's going to be more potential right more there's electric more, potential yeah yeah and then of that the electric field is going to be stronger yeah more potential is stronger let's move on to our last chapter chapter, chapter five well for our class some some classes they don't do it like that but it's basically capacitance yeah so let's start by defining what is a capacitance basically the amount of charge they can store per electric potential since the equation is c equals to q on delta b but it's important to say that the capacitance doesn't depend on the voltage or on the charges like it depends solely like area like the physical property of on a parallel area. plane or something the equation for c is also like epsilon naught times a divided by d and d is the distance usually between the two plates while a is the area d equals to q over delta v yeah okay so do you want to explain how to how we charge a capacitor usually uh you use a battery that create like the battery creates a potential different well chemical reaction to stuff and you move electrons from one plate to the other yeah you connect a parallel plates to a battery and um, charging stops once the voltage of the capacitor equals the voltage of the battery and when you disconnect it the voltage is maintained if you disconnect it it's the charge that is maintained so that's very yeah. important when you use dielectric dielectric is an insulator that you can place between the capacitors to increase its capacitance yeah so since dielectric is like the last last thing that we saw we can just talk about combinations of capacitors so when they're in series or when they're parallel some characteristics yeah. yeah so basically i think the bulk to remember is that when they're in series the charge of each capacitor is the same they all have the same charge but their individual voltages will add up to equal the voltage of the battery and when it's in parallel the voltage is the same and their individual charges will add up to yeah will add up to equal the overall the total amount of charge okay how do you differentiate when 
capacitors are in series or parallel, like on an image. No, you have to do. You have to pass through multiple, or do you pass through one? Like you do a circle, sort of. Yeah, I think he just said if you see the bottom plate and the top plate of the capacitor all connect to the bottom of the battery and to the top of it, like each single capacitor, that's when you know that they're in parallel. What's the energy? The energy stored in the capacitors. The energy is stored in the space between the capacitors. Okay. Well, in the electric field between the capacitors, basically. There's a lot of formula the capacitor uh, the potential, potential energy is energy. one over two the charge multiplied by the volt squared yeah by delta v squared so one one half c times c is the capacitance times delta v squared and you can kind of compare the capacitors to a stretched spring that holds all the potential energy till it is released and then it converts that energy into kinetic energy so the capacitors they hold the energy until you discharge it and then the charge the charge is transformed into a current so basically when you have multiple capacitors together let's say they're in series you can replace all of them by one capacitor of what we call an equivalent capacitance and it would have the same effect so in series it's one over the equivalent capacitance equal to one over capacitance of capacitor one plus one over capacitance of capacitor two and continue on and for parallel plate parallel capacitors yeah uh the equivalent capacitance it's you just add up all the other capacitance together yeah, 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 add up the capacitance of each capacitor, basically. Yeah. Whereas in series, it's the inverse of each. And then you take the inverse of the answer. So basically, the dielectric is usually an insulating material, as Patrick said earlier, that increases the capacitance. But there's like two specific situations that have like different variables changing. So you can have when the capacitor is disconnected from the battery or when it's connected from the battery. In both cases, the capacitance goes up, but it's for different reasons. So do you want to start by saying what happens when the capacitor is disconnected from the battery and there's a dielectric? When we place a insulator between parallel plates, due to the electric field, you're going to polarize the molecules inside the insulator, which is going to create like an opposite electric field to the parallel plates. Yeah, so in the end, the electric field that you actually have in between, it's going to be weaker than the one of the parallel plates. Do you want to say what happens when it's disconnected from the battery? Disconnected? Okay. When yeah. it's disconnected, since the charge remains the same. The potential goes down. Yeah. The, the voltage goes down. Because C equals to Q over delta V. Mm -hmm. and, then... and delta V goes down. So electric field goes down. How do you associate with the capacitance goes up? Basically, you use the formula C equals to Q over delta V. If delta V is lowered, C is going to go up since Q remains the same. And the electric potential is lowered by the equation delta V equals to ES. And as we said, the E, the electric field, is lowered because of the polarization that occurs. And just to add a little something, when he said that the charge stays constant, it's because when it's disconnected from the battery, like all the charge that was inside, they don't have any else to go so when it's disconnected from the battery the charge always stays constant okay now let's just talk about what happens when a capacitor is connected to the battery if it's connected v remains the same but to maintain the same electric field since uh, since the electric field got lowered the battery will have to move more charges across the plates so the yeah. charge is going to increase which is also going to increase the capacitance and how do you calculate the new capacitance or like the new electric
dielectric field when there's a dielectric. Usually you divide by electric constant. Yeah, like by k, well, kappa value, which is the dielectric constant. Yeah. And for the capacitance, you multiply the initial capacitance by the value. And just overall, dielectrics are like useful because they can increase the capacitance and allow like much more voltage. Yeah. And they also provide mechanical support because or else you just have two plates with nothing in between them. But if you have a dielectric, it just kind of like solidifies the whole structure. And capacitance, uh, capacitors are useful because they can store energy and we can get access to that energy quite quickly. Like you can just store the energy that you're not using in a capacitor, which is why we use them. So thank you guys for listening to our podcast and for listening to us uh, trying to explain and review E&M. So have a good day or good night whenever you're listening. Bye-bye. Good luck on your exams. Good luck. And cut.